to Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. This is Jacob, joined as always by my co-wrangler Allison. Hello. <laughs> that was the least exciting Allison intro in the history of Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. I was just trying to. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is my enthusiasm level yeah. today. Well, if you were, I mean, like, I suppose I should introduce myself now that it's. Hey, you can go yeah. for it. Um, I am Michael MacDougall, and I am. Here, uh, they've invited me on. The lovely Jacob and Allison have invited me on to talk about sports. Sports ball. Sports, sports ball. ball. Mm-hmm. And, and how I they relate to the Vegas community. And I, we were talking before the show is if you had walk-up music. If you were playing baseball. Oh, and you, yeah. It's the bottom of the ninth. There are two outs. And if you don't do the sports ball correctly, your team will lose. Oh, my goodness. You, you have one song. That you play to get you hyped up for the sports and the balling thereof. Ooh. What song are what song are you walking up to? Oh, that's that's a tough one. Allison, do you know what song you walk up to? I think it would be something currently by the song called Fuego by Bomba Stereo. Okay. Oh, which it's is a good song. like yeah, you're familiar. Yeah. yeah, I think that familiar. would be uh just light up the stadium, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. They're such a loud band, too. I they love are. it. They're so fucking loud. It's great. Yeah. Side note, it'd be fun to see them live. I have seen them live. Where? They're fantastic. They played Life is Beautiful a couple years ago. Oh, you're fucking kidding me. I am not kidding you. Oh, man. Nope. How the heck did I miss it? It was that? so good. It was so loud, but it was so good. Hmm. Yeah, they were they were fantastic. That sounds really good. Yeah. Oh, what would your ninth inning song be? Is that what that's called? Yeah, yeah. yeah, we yeah. Could do the walk-up song. The walk-up um, song. It'd be Right Here, Right Now by Fatboy Slim. Ooh. Love it. That's the a, video's that's, incredible. Yeah, right? Yeah. So good. And, and the best part about that song is they remix it like every five minutes. So there's always right. a new version. Mm. So even if like the, the OG will never get boring, we'll just say that. But let's say I wanted to flip and change it up. There are, there are different ways that I could do that as well. Nice. Right. This is really, really difficult for me. I'm going to be honest, and I don't know if I have, I can think of a song right now. So I'm going to think about it, and then we're going to, th- I'm going to just like randomly, we're going to be talking about sure. something, and I'm going to be like, this, this is the song. This is the song. Sure. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like I'm really good at telling what other people's songs are, like giving them songs, but <laughs> I like too many songs, and I listen to sad music, which is not, <laughs> which is really not the song you want when you're getting ready to like try to win a game. You yeah. don't want like, oh, I'm going to do like a song from the National. No, because everyone's going to get fucking depressed. Everybody that would not be good. Yes. Oh, you're just going to listen to Mad World. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. It'd be fucking great. Yeah. Well, so I, uh, right here, right now is actually on my gym playlist. Like, that makes me run it's, like it's a, a hype. crazy it, it person. It hypes you up. It pumps you up. It gets you ready right here, right now. It's the bottom of the ninth. we got to win the sports ball. It's nice. time, right? Yeah. It's, the last, it's the last of the time slot that we have to play the game ball and win the sport. It's Many balls. So yeah. the other night, I, I don't sleep, so I was up watching music videos, and I was watching, and I cannot remember the name of this, the song. Like, it's just lost in my head, but the uh, video with Christopher Walken. Oh, The um, Fatboy Slim video with Christopher Walken. Oh, oh, oh my God, it's yes, one of the yes, best videos um, of all time because he dances like a fool do, 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 and he's amazing. Do, 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 yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. It's yeah, okay. That song. That's that one song. That's a great song. That one song right. by that yeah. one guy, yeah. It's, well, it's Fatboy Slim still. It's Fatboy so, Slim, yeah. yeah. So we, at least we know the guy. Right, yeah. right. We'll think of, we'll remember the name. It's going to be very frustrating. 4 a.m., we're going to sit up in bed and scream it. Um... Wouldn't be the first time for Allison yelling no. Fatboy Slim at 4 a.m. But I'm bummed. 
Um, anyway, as we think about that, <laughs> um, Michael, we, we uh, decided to have you on today to yeah. talk all things sports, correct? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think from our from our little sidetrack, we kind of got about sports. But the reason why I think that that you guys really wanted me on is because of uh, stuff that folks might not be as familiar with or, or maybe kind of want to know about local sports and their intersection with race and, and gender and sexuality and, and those kinds of things as well, right? I think that mm-hmm. was kind of the idea was to talk about that. Um, Definitely. So we can, thought, we can think of a gender example pretty much right off the bat. Very recently in the news, uh, the U.S. women's team won 13-0 to in the World Cup. And their celebration, or how they how they did it, was critiqued by men and saying that they celebrated wrong and that they were fighting incorrectly. And Jacob, you had a story about um, one of the players. Uh, the the headline mentioned her husband. Yeah. So, and I don't even. I think it's Zach Ertz. His wife Julie is on the women's national team, and the headline referenced him visit like him by name visiting wife who plays for the women's national team during a women's national team game. Yes. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. The World okay. Cup currently going on. Right. Okay. And she's a star on said team. Hmm. And he, I mean, is a fine football player, but it's not football season, and the Eagles aren't playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. and also it wasn't about him. So. Nope. Not at all. Mm-mm. It's not the story. So the fact that they're kind of like being sexist in their headlining, which is pretty common for journalism, but it still applies to the sports world, and we can talk about that. Also, the the pay discrepancy in the sports world oh, as well. Yeah. The women's national team, which are the defending World Cup champions, All make the... way less money than the men's national soccer team, which didn't even qualify for the World Cup their last go-around to nope. give folks an idea of, of kind of just how awful this really is. Um, not to mention um, the gender pay gap exists across um, all sports mm-hmm. and, and, and just as it does in our day-to-day lives. Um, race and sports play a big role in that too. Um, there's a lot of you know, racism that is flung at players, um, especially in like Europe with soccer, mm-hmm. right. with, with European football and how they treat uh, players of color and how they treat um, especially uh, players that are coming from the colonies to the colonial center. So right. folks that play that play in, are from Morocco, Algeria, to uh, Tunisia, Egypt, or all these other places that were formerly colonies of European countries going to play and live in Europe, especially a big problem in France where those players are not given the same citizenship or the same you know kindness that would be treated a white player, a traditional Sure, so, sure. Until they win them the World Cup, And not Cup, even right? that. It doesn't, well, yeah. you know, like, they'll they'll be glad to claim them as French when they win the World Cup. Right. But by God, if you see that gentleman in public not in his sports uniform, you know, how mm-hmm. dare how dare that man live in Paris or live in, you know, the colonial center. Right. You should go back to where he came from, which is the, the attitude. So, so sports yeah. actually does affect, I think, more of our lives than I, even if you're not interested in them. I think it still plays a role in your in your day-to-day. And, and specifically for Las Vegas, we can kind of refocus right. and recenter it on the, the local community. Mm-hmm. The idea that accessibility and um, money and how and how we as as residents of Clark County of Southern Nevada, how do we how do we consume sports? And this has been a topic that has blown up here in Southern Nevada in the last couple of years because now we have sports teams, right. like professional ones, like big yeah. one, big boy sports teams, you know, big people sports teams. We have, you know, the, the Golden Knights are very successful in their two-season run so far, and no one, no no sane economist or, or predictor or anyone really suspected they would have the kind of success they had originally. And now we're building a, a 
a Raiders stadium that's going to seat, you know, um, over 60,000 people. 65,000 people. Wow. Boo. Wait, where did that come from? Sorry. <laughs> I, there was a boo, boo from the audience from, about oh, the yeah. Raiders stadium. It's weird. I, yeah, it definitely, definitely didn't come from me because um, <laughs> fuck the Raiders. Oh, they said out loud. $1.8 billion dollars. Is how much this billion. A billion. Yeah. Billion. Got it. Uh, to give to give you guys an idea, the AT&T Arena, where the Knights play, was only $375 million. I say only. But still, in comparison right. to $1.8 um, like that's the kind of money that we're spending. And some of that $1.8 is our tax dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. And we can talk about how they, they sold it as it was going to be a tax on hotels. But they included extended stay, and they included um, those, uh, like, on Boulder the, Highway. Yeah, the daily, weekly. The daily, yeah. the daily, weekly, monthly rates. Yep. And and where folks actually do live. Yep. And so now they have to pay the taxes on it. But are they going to be able to afford games? Probably not. Mm-hmm. God, no. No. Just remember so that. So in essence, you're taxing the homeless. You're taxing. You're, yeah. You're ta- yeah, you're taxing the most vulnerable to pay for something they will not have access to. To help a billionaire build a stadium that they probably could have built. They, they, Without our help. They could have afforded it. They definitely yeah. could have afforded it. But then the Raiders right. wouldn't come because the Raiders don't want to pay. The owner right, of right. the Raiders wants to have his his stadium subsidized. Yes. Because, well, if the team leaves, we can't take the stadium. That's right. the logic. But screw you. You you were the one who's going to make all the money on ticket sales and, and things like that. Well, it brings in tourism. But it's not it's not making it easier for locals to get into. Because those tickets are right. not going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No. Um, I mean, I don't. I know just to in order to like have a chance at season tickets, you had to pay ten thousand dollars. That's just to get a, like have a chance to purchase season Correct. tickets. You had to pay ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's. No, I don't know anybody that just has ten thousand dollars lying around and be like, oh yeah, so I get the chance to pay to buy season tickets. I'm going to pay this. I yeah, um, and and we we see that even on single game tickets, even if you go for one game a year, we see that it's going to be incredibly expensive. The Knights, um, for all the good they've done for the local community, still the cheapest uh, ticket is fifty five dollars at at sometimes mm-hmm. um, for a home game, and that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous to, for one ticket, and it's also not even a seat; it's standing room right, only. Right. right. So really, that that doesn't that prices out a lot of people that would otherwise go. For example, we also have the Las Vegas Lights that play right. at Cashman, and their general admission includes a seat, and it is only ten dollars a person. Mm-hmm. So those are way more accessible, and and we can talk about that as well, and talk about how the stadiums they're playing in, and the discrepancy of those stadiums, and the facilities, the amenities, and the I should say the ease of access to those stadiums as well. So, Michael, speaking of sports um, in Las Vegas, can you talk a little bit about the history of sports in yeah, Las Vegas? Yeah, our, our origins. Yeah, right, absolutely. yeah. So, um, you know, we, we, professional sports are very new to Las Vegas. In fact, um, before the Knights came, before that kind of trend shifted away to feeling comfortable with professional sports, a lot of folks didn't want sports because of the betting. Right. That was spo- uh-huh. that was yeah. associated. It would seem like it would corrupt officials and players, and they were afraid that we would throw games and, and things like that. So we didn't really have a ton of um, that. But what we did have is in 1947, this was the earliest uh, sports team, like like organized professional sports team that I found in Las Vegas. The Las Vegas Wranglers. Wranglers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we love the Wranglers. The Wranglers. Yeah. But it's not what you think. It wasn't the hockey team. 
Sox was a baseball team. They were founded in 1947, and they played Class C ball. They were affiliated with the Boston Braves. This is before the Braves moved to Atlanta. So, So So to break it down, you have Major League Baseball. That is the top. Then you have Triple A, Double A, Single A, or you can also have something in the middle called Class A Advanced. Single A, B, and C. And this was a class C ball. So they were incredibly rookie. They at one point they didn't have someone to pitch, so they hired a local talent entertainer to pitch, and he gave up eleven runs, I think, in three innings, which is very bad. Oh no. It's incredibly bad. So they weren't very good. Um the they they folded in nineteen fifty-two. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Clark County's population in 1950 was only about 48,000 and change. So this was at a time when we had no people. Right. Uh, the Wranglers reformed in 1957 and died. They returned the next year in 1958 and died. And that was the end of sports in Las Vegas until... Baseball came back. Mm-hmm. In 1981, the Las Vegas Stars entered the scene. Oh, yeah. fantastic name. That was, the, that was the baseball team. Now, in 2001, they renamed to the Las Vegas 51s, and I'm sure some of us are familiar with that team. They had Cosmo the Alien. Oh, Cosmo. Looked, looked kind of like a love Jar Jar Cosmo. Binks in a blender. Yeah. Cosmo. Yeah. Um, so we had him. Uh, they were affiliated with some teams um, with the Mets, the Blue Jays, the Dodgers, and the Padres to name some of them. Um, in 2018, at the end of that season, the uh, 51s lost their license with their AAA team, with their affiliate. So so every minor league team has an affiliate with a major league team. The 51s lost their affiliation, and part of it was because Cashman, they had been playing at Cashman Field since 81. Right. And that field had lost a lot of its um, luster. Mm-hmm. so to speak. It didn't have indoor batting cages. It didn't have facilities that were up to snuff. So Major League Baseball actually threatened to revoke the license of Las Vegas to have a minor league team. Oh, wow. And they basically were like, you have to figure out what you're going to do with this team or you, you, you will lose it. Right. Have it. So we built Summerlin Ballpark where the Las Vegas Aviators now play. And that's how we got the Las Vegas Aviators. Can, uh, I, can I interject? Sure. Why were they renamed? Um, rebranding uh-huh. uh, and things like that. Um, at certain times, especially with minor league teams, you will see that to attract more visitation, to try and interject some life into the party. You, the idea being that, like, sure, we transitioned from the Dodgers to, you know, eventually to the Mets, right? Right. But we didn't change the name of the 51s. So to the every average person, it's the same team. It's the team, same team. Even uh-huh. if they're completely different people playing, right? Gotcha. So you always want to kind of – it was a way to interject life. And they also switched their affiliation to the Oakland Athletics, and that's where it currently is. Mm. So new ballpark, new name, new affiliation with Major League Baseball. And now they have an attendance – that is on average higher than the Miami Marlins, a professional baseball team. Oh wow! Yeah. At the major league level, so so it was very successful. You can say that for its first inaugural season, Las Vegas Ballpark has done some really cool things. Um, they have great food, uh, and that's something that they advertise. And they have real chefs come, and uh, local Las Vegas chefs will create some of their wares. 
at the ballpark. Yeah. They also have some other cute little things. Like they have someone who collects all the bats from the uh, people who go up to bat and drop their bat. They have a dog who will run out and fetch the bats and Aww. bring it back to the dugout. His name is Finn the Bat Dog, and he is adorable. He's Aww, perfect. That's so cute. If anyone ever does anything to Finn, I'll There's also him. a pool that you can watch you can games swim. at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a pool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which um, is not the the. You know, I was doing some research, and um, pools in minor league are actually pretty common. Oh really? Uh, yeah the the largest the largest pool at a minor league stadium is in Frisco, Texas, which is a suburb of Dallas. Mm. The Rough Riders, named after Teddy Roosevelt, um, their team they have a lazy river, a hundred and seventy three <gasps> oh, wow. foot lazy river hmm. in their outfield. Yeah. That's really, if that really cool. Didn't, if that didn't make you want to go see a baseball game, I don't know what would. You know Allison. what? That's really cool. How the heck have I never heard of this? Also, how are we going to get there? Yeah, yeah. Also, you've never heard of it because you don't follow sports. Frisco, <laughs> Texas, Rough Riders Frisco, are right. really, really random. I believe they're a double-A team. They're not mm. a triple-A team. So they're not even like, like, I don't want to, I have to look up to clarify that, but I'm pretty sure they're not a triple-A team. That sounds um, fun, though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so so there you go. Like you can just hang out in the lazy river, which sounds pretty awesome. In Frisco. In Frisco, Texas. Yeah, not to be confused with San Francisco. Not with San Francisco. No. No. Um, So and and so now we have the aviators as we know them today, Mm -hmm. and we also have, of course, you know, all the other uh, sports that we have. But back in 1983, the population of Clark of Clark County had exploded to 530,000. So even still, we're still pretty tiny. The next, I should say, uh, evolution of our sporting was, of course, the Wranglers that we're familiar with. Right. The, the uh, hockey Wranglers. Uh, they were played in the ECHL, which is a minor or, or less than NHL uh, level. And they most, uh, it's two levels down from the NHL. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's called the East Coast Hockey League. And the East Coast Hockey League is one step below the American Hockey League, which is one step below the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. They're very successful as well in their seasons. They had the highest uh, win percent of any ECHL team ever. Wow. So, so you know, they, they were very successful and they attracted some visitors, but eventually the Orleans would not renew their contract. And the reason for that was using the Orleans Arena as a hockey rink uh you can't use it for other things, number one. And the trends in ch- and changing out the ice to the stage to do something different is, is tedious, time-consuming. Yeah. And they weren't seeing attendance numbers that justified that. So eventually they folded. I never went to see them, and I, I feel Oh, bad. that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. They were fun. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. Were, they were fun games. Um, we did uh, YMPN we awesome. events there for the regulars. Oh, mm-hmm. well. Uh, bad on me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And before the Knights, we had one other hockey team, the Las Vegas Thunder. They were, an interna- they were in the International Hockey League, and they were affiliated with a Russian team. They were founded in 93, and they folded after the 98-99 season. For the same reason that the Wranglers folded, they could not secure the rights to play because they played at Thomas and Mack. Oh, and Thomas and Mack didn't want to renew their contract either. Right. They couldn't find a suitable replacement uh, rink for them. They How could- complicated yeah, uh, uh, location is very important. Building stadiums, you have to have a place for these people to play with facilities for them because you need locker rooms and well, weight rooms and, and training facilities, mm-hmm. medical facilities. Of course, you need vendors, right. food and souvenirs and all these other things, and the custodial staff. So there's a lot of infrastructure. You don't just throw them on the field and say, go play. Right. There's 
a lot that, that really goes into this. And so it can be hard, for especially for lower-level sports teams, to really find footing mm-hmm. in major cities. Um, you'll see them in places like Eugene, Oregon, or, or mid-sized towns. Yeah. Um, Toledo has the Mud Hens, for example. Mm-hmm. They're a minor league uh, baseball team, been there forever. Right. Um, uh, Des Moines has the Iowa Cubs, the AAA affiliate to the Chicago Cubs. So so a lot of these like mid-sized towns that aren't big enough market for professional will have a minor league team to kind of give the locals something to do and to also have the the system in place for these professional talent. But mm-hmm. Vegas started off as that. But now, uh, in today's world, we have two major league sports teams. Yeah. yeah. We're going to have three, but right now we have two. So we have the Golden Knights, and do you guys know what the other one is? The Las Vegas Aces. Yes, exactly. WNBA, and they are pretty darn good from what I see. Yeah, they're, mm-hmm. I think, number one in their division right now. So that's pretty yeah. pretty rad. Uh, we have a couple minor league teams, the Las Vegas Aviators, which I've been talking heavily about. Mm-hmm. But we also have Cashman Field's new tenants, the Las Vegas Lights, of which I am repping in, in hat form that right now. That is a very lovely hat, Michael. Very lovely hat. Uh, I got this at one of the Lights games, and they're very cheap. They're also uh, incredibly cheap. You can go for $10. You can get general admission and, and have a seat at the game and spend a nice little evening watching soccer. And they're fun to watch, even if they're not necessarily the number one in the world. Mm-hmm. But, the, I mean, you know, you're not watching, you know, Manchester United or anything like that, but you are watching soccer, and it is fun to do. And I've been to a few games, and the atmosphere is vibrant, and it's really a good place to watch that, a game. That's what yeah. I was going to say, the ambiente. I've sat in the, what is that, the porra section? Supporters. The yeah. supporter yeah. section, and that area is wild. They are man. fun. That is a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah, that, and, and they don't stop, not not for nothing. Mm-hmm. They are, they're loud, they're excited, they're, they keep that energy up for an entire game, for an entire match, and that's something that's really impressive to me because I'm tired all the time. I cannot... Right keep that kind of energy up but that's what we do two dollar tequila shots michael uh, that's yes. that's true that's another reason to go to a sports game yeah. cheap booze <laughs> well and I, w- I was looking at the uh the lights average attendance so for this season the current 2019 season they're averaging 7,500 people a game wow which, which oh, that's wow. huge i that's mean that's huge. actually yeah. that may also be still more than the miami marlins i'm not sure but not it's, quite <laughs> but it's but, but keep in mind so um uh, the, the miami marlins make have less than 10,000 people come so do the aviators. So the fact that we have 7,500 is still really amazing. That's right. more than 2,000 sure. of the aviators. And so that's that's really amazing for right. that. For that for well, them. and for something that's not America's pastime too, right? Like, right. I mean, soccer is only just really gaining tr- mainstream attraction. Uh, attention i feel in this country no yeah, yeah. We, we, we wouldn't call it the big four the big four for right. americans are american football mm-hmm. baseball hockey and basketball mm-hmm. we never really considered soccer as part of our major cultural milieu until very recently yeah. right yeah and I, I think las vegas too is, is even later to the game because i think when major league soccer came in the united states there were a lot of cities that really really supported it and coming from denver denver had had a professional soccer team pretty much my entire childhood oh wow um and so soccer was very and i played soccer so like that was something that, that for me was a very big deal. Um, and then the last time the World Cup was in the United States, Denver had a game, and I remember going to it. So, um, and that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So, but I, but I think in Las Vegas, I don't think we ever think of soccer as, Good point, yeah. as a thing. Because, yeah. I, I mean, I know UNLV has soccer teams, but I don't know if they're any good. But we also, but I mean, I think we do that for all sports, though. Again, for right. I think the reasons of like people worried about sports betting and we didn't have the population. Right. 530,000 people in the 80s versus the, what, <laughs> 2 million plus that we have yeah. in Clark County today? Right. 
um, those kinds of things really, I think, are shifting their, our perceptions of sports as mm-hmm. well. So that's pretty cool as someone who enjoys sporting and sporting events. Well, and women in sports, going back again to the yes. WNBA's uh, aces. aces, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's very cool. impressive. And having them be good, yeah, and absolutely, mm-hmm. and seeing them get support. Uh, and super involved in the community too. Oh yeah, they're very yeah, they involved. They do a lot. They do a lot. Um, you guys should probably speak more of that um, uh, from the nonprofit perspective. But from what I understand, they're very active with kids. Mm-hmm. Yes. And bringing younger women in to play basketball and getting them involved as well. Yeah. So. Right. I know that at least a couple of the players um, sometimes volunteer at local community centers. Like they'll teach the kids, um, obviously basketball, but it goes much more much more beyond that. A bit of mentoring and professional development cool. goes on. Yeah. That's awesome, and the players do that of their own free will, right? Exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's not something the league is making them do. That's something <laughs> they've decided to do. Right. So. Yeah. Very cool. Because women cool. rock. Women rock. Yeah. Women women kick ass mm-hmm. and. Uh, it's really cool to see that in our community. Um, one of the other really cool things about sports here in Nevada is that because we are small enough, I think Vegas still has its identity as a smaller town. Right. Even though we have two and a half million people in the county or whatever it is. It's, it's, it's two and a half yeah, million. Yeah, two and a half million. Mm-hmm. Two and a half million. Yeah. Even though there are two and a half million people in the county, Vegas still likes to consider itself a 250,000 person right. town, right? Mm-hmm. So you'll see, especially in the wake of the October shootings, uh, the Knights, the Golden Knights were very active in the community mm-hmm. in helping and bringing together and doing a lot to support their new home. And this is back when that team had just moved to Vegas. And a lot of these players had been living in Vegas for less than 60 days. Right. And all of a sudden, this this tragedy occurred on their doorstep, and they, they stepped up. And that's something that, despite all the problems that we have with money and cost to get into the games, I really do respect the organization of the Knights and the players, especially for being willing to embrace their new home, which mm-hmm. was yeah. really kind of a big deal. I think that, I mean I think that's been something really special to see and to see the I mean the community has completely embraced this sport that really was super foreign to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm, I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, we had the Wranglers and all, but I mean, hockey, the desert is not the first place you think of when you think hockey. And we've seen yeah. in Arizona, I mean, the, the the Coyotes are not they have poor attendance. Poor attendance. Granted the Coyotes have been pretty terrible during their entire time as a hockey team. But you just don't think of hockey in the desert. And so, and it's a sport that a lot of people here had to learn. They didn't know anything about hockey. And now I, I swear, like everybody I meet, particularly during hockey season, is now like this hockey expert. They're armchair coaches. Yeah, which, that's, that's great. It's super yeah. fun to watch. They're very interested. They're very invested. Yeah. Um, and going off of and going off of you talking about kind of the Arizona Coyotes, the hockey world doesn't like the idea of West Coast hockey. They hate no. that Arizona has a team. They hate that California has all these teams. For them, it's a very North and Eastern thing. They hate mm-hmm. that Florida has teams, like all these warm states playing your cold sport, get the shit out of here, go play your baseball. Right. And, Interesting. And all your other sports. But they really, hate, like, culturally, they hated the idea and they were really expecting Vegas to tank mm-hmm. and then Vegas won and they went all the way to the Stanley Cup in their first season that really shut up a lot of the hate yeah, it did. that we got <laughs> as a city and as a team because they went oh these you know these gimmicky fools they Vegas kids can't play hockey they're going to be drunk all the time or whatever mm-hmm. stupid stereotypes they had about Vegas um, yeah. and we just <laughs> decided we were going to wipe the floor with the entire division and go all the way and then go to the Stanley Cup eventually lose but still that really did kind of put an exclamation point on that season. Started with the mm-hmm. the October shooting, ended with the Stanley Cup appearance. Right. Mm-hmm. That that entire section of time in sports for Nevada was a big ass deal. 
And then going to the playoffs again in their second season, too, proved it wasn't a fluke, proved it wasn't there wasn't some weird thing with the first season. Granted, we didn't make it as far, and that's okay, but, I mean, no team their first their first go-round is going to make the playoffs two years in a row. No team and has a winning record. Right, yeah. Like, this is, it's absolutely crazy. No one's ever heard of this before, so it's... Very, very unique, and I think that, I mean, Las Vegas is now a hockey town. There's no question yeah. about that. I don't think the Raiders are going to be able to compete. Granted, the Raiders are a new franchise, so Las, the Knights are, are born in Las Vegas. I mean, yeah. that's what you see, you know, Vegas born. We're going to see a lot of uh, tourism uh, from the Raiders, a lot of right. folks from California. Even if they can't go to games, they're going to want to come to be, be in the atmosphere of the Raider nation right. and that fan base. So the Raider fan base is, is very vocal, and they're very excited and and some of them are a bit a bit rowdy. <laughs> some of them a are bit. a bit a bit violent. Um, there have been some instances at Raiders games and and some folks. But for the most part, I think most sports fans, I can say ninety nine percent of sports fans, are really just excited about the idea of watching the team that they've invested in compete on that level. Regard and they're not looking for trouble. For the most right. part, ninety nine percent of people. I'm yeah, say. for sure. I think that. Well, and we've already seen property values have gone up. I mean, again, this is this is an issue for the people in the community who don't have the money. So you yeah. know, the Raiders coming to town is also making things more expensive. Yeah. Um, I know. I used to live really close to the stadium, and I mean, I was renting, but like the rent went would keep going up to rates that the apartment that I was renting was nowhere near worth. The, what it, what I was paying was not what it was worth. It just was very close to the stadium. Yeah, it was, it was the location, location, location. Yeah. And remember what they're doing in the south part of town over in the Southern Highlands area in St. Rose where the M Casino is. They're building a training center. That's where the Raiders front office is going to be. Right. All that infrastructure is going to be right on that side of town as well, raising the property values of those areas, but also increasing the foot traffic and the um, – the people, the, you know, all that. It used to be a right. very quiet suburb kind of area. That part of Henderson used to be really, really quiet, but now it's kind of exploded. Yeah. And it's going to keep exploding. So talking about investments, can we talk about the numbers surrounding this station? Sure. The station. The station, <laughs> the station of the Raiders. Yeah. Raider station and Raider nation. They're it's here like to help. planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, honestly, it is kind of like on another planet. If you're not familiar with sports, uh, we might as well be talking to you from the ISS right now. Right. Exactly. Alice, I'm staring at me like, I don't know. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> but this kids. this guy's gonna cost a lot of money, right? The Raider Station. Yeah. I almost said it too. The Raider Station. <laughs> so the Raider Station. I'm just gonna roll with it. Uh, it's going to cost uh, 1.8 billion dollars. I think we talked about that. Yeah, we did. We okay, did yeah. Talk. Billion. And it's, and this it's is billion. the most expensive. One of one, one of, of the top. I think if it's not the, it's one of the top five most expensive stadiums mm-hmm. ever. Okay. Of all time. And how much of that is taxpayer money? I believe it's a billion. Is it, it's either nine hundred. We had to match or, it, yeah, or a billion or something like. That. I think we need to go a little over. Yeah, there's something, there's something along that, but but a lot, right? And again, we talked about. They said, well, it won't raise our property taxes. We're gonna do it through the hotel taxes, but again, extended stays and weeklies, monthlies. That's gonna be right. included in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it doesn't. That figure does not account for improvements to the highway, improvements to like off ramp, on ramps. Like that money is not even, we haven't even started talking about that money. The money that, that the tax is raising is just for the stadium. Yeah. The other infrastructure has not even been considered. So how people are going to get to the stadium is not something we are sure of at this moment because there's not going to be enough parking for all the people that go to the game. Was there talk of a tram or am I... Um... There was talk mm-hmm. of a tram. 
but there's no longer talk of a tram. Okay, so, no longer. Yeah. So, the, so despite the fact that the Raider Stadium lied, well, whether or not they lied is, is not, I'm not going to make that judgment call, but what they promised in a number of parking spots, they're not able to deliver. So there will be fewer parking spots than they promised, which means people will have to park elsewhere to go to the games. That's going to really be a problem for the locals. Oh, yeah. It's going to be huge. I mean, imagine going to the Strip on a Sunday because you have to work. Like, mm-hmm. what if you have to work and there's it's right before or right after a football game? Like, it's going to be hell. Nightmare. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's already bad in some days, but, like, this is – it's going to be even worse. I mean, don't get me wrong. I actually – my favorite – uh, professional sport to watch is, is football. So like I like watching professional football, but I'm not excited for the the headaches that this is going to cause. And for keep sure. in mind, they're only you know they're going to be playing what 16. Oh, so there are 16 games in the football right. season, and they're going to be playing eight of them here. Right. And UNLV is going to use the stadium as well for mm-hmm. their football team, which right. is kind of cool. Yeah, that's uh, that won't be as much of a traffic nightmare because it's going to be college versus professional. But right. But even still, that building is not used very much it's going to be used for let's say let's be let's be kind and say 20 days right yeah out of the right. year uh is going to be used for that for for that stadium 20 days not just weeks but 20 days right so um yeah whereas we do other things in, in the at&t arena in the right. Golden t-mobile arena. t-mobile i'm sorry no, that's I only oh, that's I have T Mobile. I have T Mobile. That's why that's why I was Oh did I don't I that I didn't. was like in another city when you mentioned it. Whoopsie. I was like, why is he referencing yeah. a stadium in another city? All right, I'll go with it. The it's it's fine. Just it's ignore fine. everything I've said up to this <laughs> point. It's fine. Uh, uh whoopsie. Uh so one of the monopolies. The Golden Knights Stadium that they play in only <laughs> cost $375 million. Mm. Has a seating capacity of 20000 at max. And for hockey games, they seat uh, For uh, I didn't mention the seating at the Raiders Stadium. 65K. Mm. So much bigger. Right. Um, uh, but they also use the, the, the T-Mobile Arena for concerts, mm. uh, sporting events like UFC right. and Pro Bowl writing. Yeah. The Pro Bowl writing championships are now held at... Um, T-Mobile. They used to be held at Mandalay Bay Event Center. Now they're at T-Mobile. Um, they've used uh, T-Mobile for Latin Grammys now, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty fun, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I'm into that. So, so they they have found other things to do with the space. Right. It's not just going to be an eyesore for most of the year. And it was MGM funded it. And it, right? and it was it was, it was privately, privately funded. funded. I think we kicked in a little bit. I think we might right. have kicked in like fifty million or something like that. But I, I, can, I can live with that. Right. Right. Which is which is way different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so question: We put all this money into the stadium. Obviously, we're all going to be able to go see games, right? No, absolutely not. Tickets are going to be expensive. I think I mentioned <laughs> that the um, the the Knights games start at fifty five. Yep. Right. Uh, Lights games start at ten. Um, Aviators games start at about fifteen. 10 to 15, depending on the game and depending on where you're sitting. But they can go up. I think the the, the high end for an Aviators game is, is probably like 75. Mm-hmm. But that's for like right behind home plate. Right. Like really, really amazing like box seats. Um, we don't necessarily need those to enjoy the sporting event. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can sit in less expensive seats. I paid $22 for tickets that are in like mid-tier, which I was pretty right. happy with. Mm-hmm. And I think Aces tickets start about 20 yeah. as well. And, and you can go up. Obviously, if you want courtside, you can pay more. You can. But... Which is great, but they're they're like 
I mean, a fraction of what you'd pay for a courtside at an NBA game. Correct. So, and even still, the idea is like twenty dollars to go to a game and have a seat is still, I think, right. like still prices in a lot of poor people in our community. And those are yeah. the ones that I'm really concerned with because middle class people, if they like sports, they're going to find money to go to sporting events, right. regardless of price. But there are going to be poor people who are looking for something that is safe and family friendly to do. And sporting events, for the most part, can be family friendly. You can mm-hmm. take your kids to enjoy a sporting event, mm-hmm. and and those you want them to be cheaper for that reason as well. Also, right. you want to have easy access, public transportation to stadiums, so they can get to them. It's really nice that the uh, Knights, the Knights Arena, is right in the middle of the strip, which does have some pretty good public transportation yeah. to it. Same with Cashman. It's right in the middle of downtown. Right. So you can get there pretty uh, easily. Summerlin Ballpark, where the Aviators play, eh, not great. Um, not super awesome. Um, it is in a pretty affluent neighborhood as well. So yeah. that's kind of a problem. Um, but we'll say in the Raiders, Raiders being downtown, the idea was that it was going to be easy for them to get with public transportation. But with some of the other issues Jacob has mentioned, I think they've kind of... Uh, forgotten that or lost that. So how much money are you talking about then? We don't know how much the ticket games are going to be yet, but like Jacob was saying, $10,000 to reserve a season tickets. That's just to reserve it. Right. And I mean, and I don't, I, I, yeah, we don't know how much tickets are, but I would say like looking at, you know, I'm from Denver. So to go to a Broncos game now, I mean, you're up like minimum, probably about 150 for a ticket. I think we're going to start so, at 100 and work yeah. our way up from there. I Real think salt of the earth. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, and that's 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 a game. That's the mm. ticket price for your seat. That does not include parking, food, drinks. I mean, you know, any any extras right. on top of that. If you buy memorabilia from the sports team, because you got to rep your team, right? right? Um, you know, unless this, they're the Raiders. Unless so, they're the Raiders, right? You know, but the 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 lovely lights hat that I'm repping right now on the podcast was twenty bucks. Fabulous. Oh, that's not bad at all. No, no, no. And that was at, that was at the stadium, so that right. wasn't like online. That was at game time. I went to a game and I was like, I need something to rep the lights, and I yeah. bought this hat. And um, it matches your eyes. Oh, oh Allison! <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm already taking you to a baseball game. Yeah. I, okay, already, already. <laughs> yeah, well, there's me. fancy food to be had there. <laughs> right, we're gonna have to I look and see what's to... gonna be at the game we're going to. So for our yeah. listeners, um, right. we are going to a game, but you will have heard this after we've gone to the game. Yes. So, so we just haven't been yet, but we are going. So we'll we'll tell you what it's like after we go. We are going on the 13th. Right. We are playing. I believe I told you we were playing the uh, Utah Salt Lake the Utah... City. I don't know what their team Miners, is. Miners Badgers. Yes. I don't remember. I don't remember. Something like that. We're playing the Salt Lake City minor no, league something team. something like that. That's, right. That's who, okay. the, that's who the aviators will be playing. So the three of us are going to go to a game, and, and, and Allison, who's never been to a baseball game, and Jacob, who has. No, I have. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, your voice got real high. Yeah. Yeah, you told me you had, by the way. Yeah. I'd like to, I, for the listeners, I am not just assuming. She told me she had. No, I, I have. Like my to, to my ex-husband liked baseball. First of all, in northern Mexico, mm. baseball is actually our thing, not soccer, okay. baseball. And so I've gone, gone to a lot of games he used to play, and it was our thing when we traveled. Oh. We'd go to Major League Baseball stadiums. Oh, fun. Yeah. Did, you, been, did you, you ever go see the El Paso me. Chihuahuas play? That stadium was built after um, this whole endeavor oh. stuff. But I've been to, like, Giant Stadium. I've seen the Cubs. Hell yeah. Um, White Sox or somebody like that. Yes, Dodgers. there are, there is yeah. a White Sox yeah, team. I've been, yeah. to, I've, mm-hmm. I've been to several things. And um, the 51s. I love the 51s. And I stand the fuck corrected. So we're, we're going to go. We're I might have, have said I'd never been to a hockey game. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a shame. That is a shame. Yes. 
But anyway, I've never been to the whatever heck And neither have I. I don't think. Yeah, me either. So the three of us have never been to the stadium for the new stadium. So we're going to check it out. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. And I'm going to be incredibly aggressively excited about sports. I, baseball is my Fair. is my personal favorite sport, so I'm going to expect both of my uh, both of my cohorts to oh. pay extreme attention. I Very I mean oh. I I will be I will be decked out in my Reyes de Plata finest because Excellent. I support the alternative name for yes. the, so tell the us, Aviators. Tell us about that uh, for our listeners that yeah. don't know about this. So it's a it's a promotion that minor league baseball is doing to get more Latinx fans. So there are uh, a variety. I don't know if it's every team in AAA, but it's many of them, particularly on the West Coast, and they have yeah. an alternate team name i think it's tuesday night games this season yes. they are they are their alter ego so we are the Martes de, de Plata. i'm sorry what martes de locos <laughs> that's what i'm calling it crazy, crazy tuesday, tuesday? Yeah, okay yeah, yeah. got no, it i mean i like it but, right um... yeah so so you've got so you've got the our team the aviators are the Reyes de plata the silver kings for the for those of you that don't speak spanish which is very relevant to the name of our state yeah. which i actually advocated for the silver kings or Reyes de plata to be the official name not aviators but that's a that's a story for another time oh wow um but yeah there's other teams i know there's the chanclas but i don't know where they're from somewhere uh, in Texas. Texas. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Texas, yeah. Uh-huh. And then the Chihuahuas don't need another name because they're already the Chihuahuas. But I think they changed so. their logo. They changed their. They do an alternate logo. It yeah. Looks more like an Alabrije or something like that. It looked very. It looked very. Um, had kind of. It had that kind of vibe to it. Right. And you can get. You can get the Reyes de Plata yeah. merchandise. That's that's what I have. Well, I mean, I have some Fifty Ones merchandise, but I I usually wear my Reyes de Plata stuff. About um, the chanclas, I yeah. heard I. I, I've not looked up the logo, but I think it's a grandma. Chuck yes, it is. is yes, a, it, okay. is. it is a grandma it's throwing a, a, it's a, throwing a sandal. It's a grandmother with a sandal. Yeah, yeah that's exactly Which what is, it is. Which is, you know, mildly aggressive. But but I mean, you want to be aggressive in sports, right? I mean, you have, like, these very powerful names. If but you're gonna if you're gonna choose if you're gonna if you're gonna <laughs> choose to go to a baseball game between so I'm just gonna throw out. The Dodgers and the Angels, or the Chanclas and the Reyes de Plata. Who are you going to go see? The Reyes de Plata and the Chanclas. Right. Because I mean, you I have to. answered the right. There's no yeah. question. Like, I don't care who is a major league baseball team. I want to see the better mascots and the better team names play each other. Fair. Yo, I want to see. I want to see Grandma beat the shit out of a Silver King. Like that's just right. what, that's what I need to well, see. Well, because the life. Silver yeah. King probably talked back. Yo, yeah. Yeah. So be right. He's talking right. mad shoes. I'm going to go right. buy my silver uh, Grandma. You can tell me what to do, and then that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like too. I mean, minor league, minor league really does things right though, because they have ridiculous things that take place. And then um, in Albuquerque, the team used to be the Dukes because it's Duke City. Albuquerque is called the Duke City. We're not going to go into that because we're not in Albuquerque. But then they changed. They had a contest to change their name, and their now their team is the Isotopes because that is the name of the baseball team in The Simpsons is the Isotopes. Yeah. And it does fit Albuquerque because of White Sands, the n- nuclear testing and atomic testing that went on. It really does fit, but True. the logo is actually the same logo from the, the Springfield oh, Isotopes. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. So, like, that's, you know, it's fun. Like, in minor league can do that. You can't do that in major league. You can't, well, I mean, other than the Anaheim Ducks when they were the Anaheim Mighty Ducks. Yeah. They did the that. That was the that. movie tie-in, oh, but um, they are no longer the Go Mighty Ducks, the Ducks again. sadly. And then they changed their logo, and it's not the mighty. Like it was very sad. I was very sad when that all went. It was down. very nineties, though. Oh, I'm kind of glad they updated super it a little 90s. bit because that was uh, that was painfully nineties. Right. Side note, side note, and shout out to Emilio Estevez. Um, That's right. America's Latino national treasure. I'm in love with Emilio. 
Right. The, and his the best of the Sheens. That he's the best of the Sheens. Well, other than President Bartlett. I, the best well, of the Sheens. I like Martin. Yeah. 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 We just don't talk about the other one. Charles. Don't say his. God damn it. Sorry. Which in um, one of the one of the records that I the albums I listen to the most right now, there's a song um, called. So long story short, the band's called the Idols. Idols. I D L E S. Look them up. The, the album's called Joy is an Act of Resistance, which is also awesome. There's a song called Never Fight a Man with a Perm. But so Charlie Sheen is, a bag of Charlie Sheen is slang for cocaine. Oh, and it's referenced it in, right, be. yes. Okay. Which is pretty cool. So the right. song is Never Fight a Man with a Perm, but there's, they talk about a bag of Charlie Sheen, which is cocaine. Cool. Good to know. Everybody go listen to Joy is an Act of Resistance. It's actually right. probably Writing one of the top five albums of 2018. Good to know. Uh, which brings me to what my my walk-in song would be. Oh, yeah. My, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 my yeah. walk-up song would be. So it's going to be Shark Attack by Group Love. That would be it. Oh, okay, cool. Just obscure for a walk-up song because it's not super popular, but it's cool. We have some very, we have some very varied answers. We yeah. 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 So we've had some good ones as well. Is yours on brand? Can you hum a little for us? Mm, I, it is on brand for okay. me, but I will play it for you later. Okay, yeah. all right, sounds yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, I'm Listeners, not gonna... this is where you pause the podcast, go listen to the song, and then, right. and then rejoin us. Exactly. Right, and if you don't listen to Group Love, I'm sorry, you now are going to listen to them because they're awesome. Because they're good, there you go. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so um, to, uh, so talking more, just a, just a bit more. Do it to about, it, Michael. About local and about the way we do it. Yeah. Um, one of the things I would like to see more of, and I do like the Reyes de Plata uh, integration, I like the, what the Aces are doing with women. I like to see them promoted more right. in general. Women's sports are always relegated to being as, as second class yeah. to men's sports, which is ridiculous, just based on the fact that, you know, um, just for example, the women's national soccer team won the World Cup the last time, and the men's right. cup, the men's, the men's cup, the men's national soccer team didn't make the World Cup. So... Obviously, we know who the real winners are. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what I would like to see more of uh, in Vegas in the near future is more integration with the LGBTQIA community. Yeah, and mm-hmm. seeing and seeing um, that what they do at Major League Games uh, for baseball right now is they have Pride Night or Pride Weekend, and they do make rainbow themed gear, which mm-hmm. is which is great, but it still is kind of corporate marketing for right. for the LGBT community. And as as someone who is in that community, who I excuse me, who identifies as bisexual, I would really like to see more in it, like integration or more promotion and, right. and less homophobia because there is some some real issues with that. Yeah, and I think I think WNBA actually does a great job with that because um, I think this entire month they, they sell. I yes. mean, again, it is, it is very corporate, but um, like WNBA, I think it goes, I mean, goes all the way through. Um, I know I went last year during the month of June, um, and it was really cool because they had, they had shirts they were given out, of course, but, like, it was the most, um, I guess, progressive kiss cam. So they had a kiss hmm. cam, but oh, it was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. super, super progressive. They were looking or they were, yeah. they were yeah. tar- or focusing on right. on queer people. On yeah. yeah, right, most definitely. And it was awesome. That's and awesome. it was just, like, something that was, you know, like... And it seemed, and I mean, like, and I am, I do not identify as a member of that community at all, but it felt totally normal to, like, for me as a sports fan, yeah, it was just like, this is great, like, and there's lots of kids, and it's like, they should see this, because Mm -hmm. this is real world, this is life, this is normal, people, like, that's, it. yeah, it's a non-issue, exactly. You need to have people out in sports, I think, I think if you play sports, it's harder to be out, um, because there's ridicule by your teammates, and there's also some very 
vocal homophobes in professional sports right. as well who will go on Twitter and say dumb things. So, you know, I think it's hard right now for that community, but I'm really, you know, we're making we're making strides, and I think um, what we do with Aces and what the Aviators are doing with their, with their ultimate right. game and logo, and that's all fun. So I think the next step is to incorporate more yeah. you know, queer representation in sports. Yeah, awesome. I, I totally agree. I think, and I, I think it, we're overdue for it for sure. And also, that's, yeah, yeah, Sorry. and I think like football and and Major League Baseball are the worst. Yeah, perpetrators uh, I, of I, this. I, they're very, very awful at yeah. it. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's be real, dude. Have you seen dudes in baseball pants? Their asses are amazing. <laughs> so it's already <laughs> as a gay man, it's already pretty friggin' gay. I'm just gonna say that I'm into it. I like sports. <laughs> For a couple of reasons. There's some real hot dudes that are out there right now. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, are you into hair? Do you... Am do I you, into hair? Yeah, like in soccer, in f- football, okay. the men, they have awesome hairdos. Can we just say that? Oh, do okay. they? Is that a, you, okay. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I mean, I, so I Glorious. really do watch... I watch a lot of soccer, but I guess I don't pay attention. As, as, a, man, as a man with very little hair, I... I, it, it's a trigger, uh-huh. so yeah, you know. Um, so, so I, I, I'm interested in glorious this. hair, glorious guys. Hair. Glorious. Okay. So, who, who, who so should we face. look for? Who's, yeah. Whose hair should we look at, or what teams, maybe, or what nationalities hair? Like, you just got to give I mean, us a Latin place. Latin Americans. Okay. And cool. Latin Americans have really nice long hair. Um, shiny. They use a lot of nice product. And then the Europeans, <laughs> I would say they have like more avant-garde uh, haircuts. Right. Yeah. That, that doing, is, you yeah. know, yeah. like, I mean, Beckham for God's sake. Yeah. 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 David Beckham. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know we were going to talk fashion on this. Oh, honey. <laughs> Yo, there's some hot Oh, news. well, with that, I think we're going to know. We're done. <laughs> That's another episode. We'll roll right into the next uh, yeah. one. Yeah. Right. Well, well I mean, I think. the length of shorts. I think that that uh, like uni- uniforms is really where Allison could get behind is the different designs of, of uniforms, and we won't even go into. I mean, like particularly for whatever reason, college uniforms are where it's at in sports. There's some very revealing. Yeah. Oh yeah, well it's revealing and really edgy stuff that yeah. they do, yeah. um, and because they, they experiment a lot with the college teams, like Division One college football, particularly like with their uniforms in Division One college basketball, they experiment a lot. Yeah. Well, this has been a really fantastic episode. It has. It has. Like, I mean... Well, we're not even done yet because we have no. another segment that we're, we're going to have to do. So Right. After, yeah, this is just part one. Yeah. So after we do the game, we're going we're gonna to record it and talk about our experience mm-hmm. and right. how our opinions changed. Uh, yeah. Right now, I think the episode title is going to be uh, Baseball Butts because we're going to mm-hmm. have to keep an eye on the butts. Oh. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at Allison. Oh, right sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to explain off air what that means. I don't really need to. Uh, um, the butts of the, the baseball asses. players. The, the actual asses. Sorry, asses. sorry. You you prefer the word asses. I do. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. This is not a family friendly podcast. Dead ass may pass. So we're going to make <laughs> okay. sure that right. we do I'll that. I'll keep my eye so, on that. So we're going to rate the, the food and the asses mm-hmm. for this. Okay. <laughs> the play is less important. It's all about dead ass. Right, right. Okay. So. Yeah. Buenas so. nalgas. Alrighty. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been Wild and Free, a Battleborn podcast. Um, I'm Jacob, along with Allison. And of course, we had Michael McDougal today. Thank you so much, yeah, McDougal, for, for, for joining for us. Me. And uh, um, yeah, who else? Who else is on the team, Allison? We got our producer Jose Sotelo, research assistant by Ashley Pacheco, creative assistants Berta Gutierrez, the Den. The dog in the den of descent, Raven, and the new pooper, Sebastian. 
Old little Sebastian. Mm-hmm. He's adorable, folks. Take our word for it. He is. He is. Very, little very... bundle of joy there. Yeah. Hey, uh, where can they find me? Oh, yeah. What's, what's, your, <laughs> yeah. what's your socials? <laughs> what's your socials? Yeah. I'm vain. I want them, I want them to follow me. Yeah, your SoundCloud. What's your... Oh, um, dude, let me, let me pimp that real quick. No, um, so you guys <laughs> probably already know who I am if you follow the Twitter of Wild and Free. Right. I am a wet potato. That's me. So it's a underscore what underscore potato p-o-t-a-t-o and that is my twitter and you can find me there we can talk about sports we can talk about queer theory we can talk about video games or just whatever else your heart desires right which is a lot mm-hmm. and you can find you can find uh michael and the rest of us on twitter at three o'clock in the morning so bet uh, yeah <laughs> like always right just exchanging gifts and memes <laughs> twitter after dark is a real thing <laughs> Considering, considering Jacob and I work in the same building, right? <laughs> like, like if he's on Twitter, I'm like, bruh, go to bed. Yeah, that's where the real action takes place. Right, and as the oldest of this group, at least, it's a real problem. <laughs> it's a real problem. True, true. Yeah. All right. All well, right. thanks again, and uh, yeehaw. Giddy up. All right. So we're here at the Las Vegas ballpark, and we're going to talk about what food we had tonight. We're going to go ahead and start with Allison. Allison. What did you eat tonight? I got a delicious burnt end burrito, and it was delightful. It had some coleslaw in it. Um, mighty tasty stuff. Where was it from? A stand. Okay, it is from Border Grill. We have confirmed it is from Border Grill. This is her first time out in a while, folks. <laughs> my food, my... <laughs> No, it doesn't say. All right, Michael, what about you? What did you have to eat tonight? So today I had the burger from the third uh, first baseline grill. It was pretty good. And, uh, you know, I had the, the standard trimmings of a burger. It was pretty solid. But it did not come with fries. It came with, like, potato chips, which is fine. And I might go get the helmet nachos later because uh, I'm still hungry. And you get a helmet. And I get a helmet. Like, right. If you ever want a souvenir and food at the same time, the helmet nachos right. at the home plate, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think the best part about that is the if you ever went to a game at Cashman, the helmet was always of the team whose who's affiliate we were of. So the Mets or the, the Blue Jays or the Dodgers. Here, you get an aviator's helmet, which is pretty sweet. So I had the Love Me Tenders, the chicken tenders that were also available on the first base line. Um, I got, I'm not really quite sure what the thing they came in, the bowl, the souvenir bowl, the orange bowl that has, you could like make a cake in. It's for chips and dip. Yeah. I have a theory. It looks like a dog dish, like for a dog food. Oh. Oh my gosh. And I, so I need a dog now because I have this dog <laughs> food dish. You should go adopt Finn. I'll go to, I'm going to adopt right Finn. Now. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Also, I mean, it's Thursday, so we all got $2 beers. Right. Which which beer did you get? I, got, I mean, it's Coors. Dos Equis. I also got Coors Light because Colorado is where I was born. Those are also the only two options. So Fair. 